0: And here we go.
1: Brutal combo. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network.
0: Welcome, freelancers, to episode 156 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. The longest running used to be Anthem Podcast, and now it's carried on by Mike and I, because we decided, hey, we should just continue to talk about things that we like. And if people want to stick around, they can stick around. If they're here for something else, I guess you could tell us. Like, if you're here for like, hey, we want to hear your take on why football is no longer cool or why baseball is the new sport to watch and why soccer is the new football then. I guess you could write into us at codex at gmail.com. and we may talk about that those things. I can't promise we'll talk about everything because honestly, talking about football sounds super uninteresting to me. So,
1: we're going to Pat McAfee is having a great time doing it though. Pat McAfee, I thought he was a comedian. Uh he he was a kicker to begin with.
0: But he's a comedian he's got
1: now. It. No, he, he does a podcast and he's got a he's got one of the longest running, highest rated. He's got I mean he's got daily he does a daily podcast and he casts for about three hours, I think. Three hours every day? Yeah.
0: If yeah, we could Steve, I mean, yeah, I believe. Anyway, so we talk about whatever we want. Video games, T V, mostly video games tv and other things so hey we should just i guess get into it it is january 20th 2021 episode 156 and a couple of things oh there's my heater again the jet engine is going to take off speaking about spaceships but hey my family's got to be warm
1: so if you were to make a spaceship do you think you'd be able to make it on a sp- i'm just kidding thank I'll
0: you i'll let you go Thanks. Um. So, first of all, we'd like to thank our patrons that have supported the show for a very long time. So, let's thank Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man and Still, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H., Gameplay Experience, R Z, and Phaedron. If one day we see you all somewhere, we will shake your hand and we will look at you in the eye and we will say, Michael, what will we say to
1: them? We're just going to say thank you from, like, the bottom of our heart. And, like, we might even break out into a song what and song say something like, like... I'm not going to break into this song, but it'll be a good one in the moment. Cause I can't give it away here. Cause that would just be weird. So it'll huh. be a good song too, but like, seriously, thank you. We appreciate it. Cause there's so many other things you could be doing. Um, and we're glad that those of you, those of you that join us live, um, we're glad that you do those of you that listen to us afterwards. Like we're glad we can make your commute or your working day or your downtime a little bit easier. And so we appreciate you. And, and today's going to be good Because you get to talk about a lot of stuff so I have a pretty cool experience that I'm going to share um, Just some more anecdotal stuff but, but yeah, we're excited to go with 156 of the Freelancer Codex The and FC it- podcast FC Freelancer We used to be freelancers We're not so much anymore But we'll have to see how that works out
0: Are you saying we have to rebrand Or we have to rebrand the show again
1: We may have to I don't know I don't know what do you guys think? You think we're good? Let's put it out to the let's put it out to the uh, to the listeners. Do we need a rebranding? I don't know. This we'll is see.
0: this sounds like one of those things we should have talked about before we hit go on the podcast.
1: We kinda we kinda talked about this before, so we're just throwing it out now. Because right. we haven't landed on anything serious, so it's we'll see. So if you want
0: to join the patrons that support us, you can do that at patreon.com slash codex. You can do that for a dollar, and you can get access to our pre-show where we talk about things that Michael wants to talk about, or just random stuff, so you can go do that over there. All right, so Michael, you have been actually pretty busy on the video game front this week, so why don't you tell us what you've been up to?
1: Oh, great. So many of you know that this is my birthday month. And for my birthday month. The entire month. The entire month. That's how I celebrate a birthday. Is that not how you celebrate a birthday? Mm -mm. That's how people should celebrate their birthday. So it's my birthday month. um, And I have been on the fence about VR. um, Off the fence, on the fence, off and like teetering. And I finally, finally decided to do it. So I picked up an Oculus Quest 2. For my birthday, um, my first kind of—I well, guess not my first—because I've I've used your VR headset for a while, and I've tried some VR there. But picked up an Oculus. I pointed at it just now. Not that you can see it, but I pointed at it. Picked up an Oculus. You could probably pick um, it up and, and show it off. I can. It's charging, and it's 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 just out of arm's length. Oh no! Um, <laughs> um, so got that started, playing around with it. Um, threw up like 12 times before i'm just kidding um put it on started playing played the beat saber demo um, super excited to get the rest of the game that comes with that the kids are, are super excited for that and and you know starting to kind of explore the different things that are out there that I, you can do with vr um the first game that i picked up that i wanted to try really was uh star wars tales from a from Galaxy's Edge. And for me, I think this was a great introduction for someone who who hadn't done a whole lot of VR and was just kind of getting their feet wet because, and I'll get get right into it, Um, so we definitely, Star Wars family, the kids love it, we love it, Um, you know, great characters, great experiences, love the world, blasters, lightsabers, droids, things like that, right? Super, super cool stuff. So we thought this might be a good way to get into it and see how it goes. So picked this up, started going, and immediately I started getting like dizzy and a little bit like turned my stomach just a touch. And so I went into all the settings and like turn off this shake and turn off camera this and blink when hovering and and turn off free move and stuff. So once you get into all those settings and really tweak it to your playstyle, I actually even I played most of the game seated. Um, cause I couldn't do the standing. So I played most of the game seated, um, and it worked and it worked out and it was fun and, you know, got into the story all totaled. Um, I think the campaign itself is only about three and a half hours. Um, all the extra stuff that goes into it. I think we're only looking at a five hour game, which, which, like I said, um, for me, it was a great experience to get started with, to get used to VR, because all the stuff that I've looked at um, beyond that look a little look look more intense um, visually, and so I don't know how that's going to affect my um, rods and cones. And so if I jumped into that from the beginning, I think I would have had an issue. But I'm glad I started with this. Um, played through it with the boys. The boys are super excited to play it. Right? Um, it's one of those things that we can't put down. We we played till the battery died probably three times. We've had it for a week. Um, we can't seem to keep it off our heads. It's super fun. And and you get to uh, I mean you get to use the lightsaber. You get to do you get to do um, all kinds of stuff. The cool thing about the cool thing about Galaxy's Edge is that is that we um, had a since it's set up in Disneyland and we've been there and we were able to kind of see the thing in person. There's just that cool connection to kind of see it and and carry on with some of the characters, catch some of the inside jokes and things and and catch some of the characters um, from the extended Star Wars universe. So we're excited to go on with that. There's a planned expansion this year. We don't know when it's going to come out, but there's a planned one. And so we're looking for more Star Wars games. Um, it just seems like a great title to be able to go through with uh, VR because there's so much stuff you can do with it. I'm um, right now I'm looking at Vader Immortal. Right, try that out and see how that goes. Um, definitely, um, squadrons. Squadrons will be fun to try. Although I'm not, I'm a little bit hesitant about that motion because um, starships are always moving, and in this one you're more kind of walking and you can control the speed. Are you normally uh, get motion
0: the- sick anyway?
1: I, I normally don't, Steve, but well, you never but ride as I've Star been Tours. Older, but but as I've been getting older, I kind of have been getting a little bit kind of kind of lightheaded, dizzy, disoriented kind of thing. So so it may it for me it may be something that's coming with age, which is not the best. <laughs> yeah. But but it is but it is showing up. So um, real quick, Adrian says. Oh, real,
0: real quick, Phaedra in the chat says, "What's up, weirdos?" Phaedra, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. He says yeah. he, he's reminding us how much he doesn't like the Last Jedi. So, Galaxy Tales <laughs> from Galaxy's Edge. Like, what what is the gameplay? Like, are there multiple modes that you're doing? Is it one thing where you're like you're an out cast and you go through this thing like for what's the, the gameplay
1: so the main campaign so the game is actually is actually about two months old i think it came out i think it came out in november last year so so if anybody wants to get in with in on it right now some of these could potentially be spoilers so i'll but but probably not for most people um so your character is a droid repair man right that's that's who you are so there's lots of ties to the, to the, um, to the actual like Batu. Oh, I forget, uh, Black Spire Outpost is the name, is the name of the land in like Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And there's a big heavy presence on droid making in that world. And so, and so that's who you are. Okay. You're a droid repair guy. Your main tool is like a, is like a multi-tool. Um, ratchet kind of thing that gives you a screwdriver, a torch, and um, a taser. Really, so you have three things that you can do. It's puzzle based. You're a droid repair guy. You launch in and you're on a freighter delivering droid parts, and and the main the main bad guys are these Zokovian, Zagoybian. Z- Z- Z-
0: Z- 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 yes. Yeah, I know it's not is from Marvel. That's Wanda. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, something Death Gang. I Z- Zakovian. You Zakovian. keep talking, I'll anyway, find it for you, so it doesn't. Bug you. you can find it anyway. So those are the bad guys that you're fighting, right? They're the they're the ones that show up in um, Force Awakens on Han Solo's freighter. They're the ones wearing the red armor. Um, anyway, so that's the that's the the antagonist that you're fighting. Those are the the bots that you fight throughout the thing. And your job is to is to after you crash on this planet, it's a, your job is to. So it's the
0: Guavian Death Gang.
1: Guavian, Guavian. So they
0: like the so guava your, juice.
1: Yeah. So your job is to uh, collect all your scattered cargo, which turns out to be droid parts, and you're salvaging that stuff, and you're you know collecting it, and you're taking it back to the to the workshop. To be able to be used and salvaged. And that's how you get credits. That's how you kind of, um, advance some of the quest lines. So you get to carry blasters. It's, it's a really cool system in that, in that you can kind of strap stuff to your torso, right? You've got two holsters that you can put blasters in. You've got med packs that go on your inside wrist that you have to pull off and use and put back. You've got a wrist com that tells you all your stuff. Um, and it's, it is it is super cool. You use um, training bots, the, the little training droids um, that Luke used in, in New Hope to kind of help you on your mission. You let those kind of hover around you, and they can be your auto shooters for you. It's puzzle-based. To open the chest is actually really cool. Um, you have to go through and use your tool to manipulate some interactive things, it's really neat to get in and do um and so that part was really exciting and really challenging cuz it's fun to do the puzzles. And then you can, you know, load up your gear and yours and there's um a very I don't want to say generic, but it's a very basic main quest line, right? The leader of the death gang um, wants a droid that you have and is mad at you for rescuing it and taking it back so you go on these on a lot of scavenger missions go out find this piece bring it back go out find this piece bring it back um, there's a, quite a few collectibles that you can do there's eight droids mini droids out in the world that you can collect and bring back um, and there's some some things some things that you eat from the, not eat that was the wrong word that you can't eat it. Cause the, one of them is a piece of fruit that you can eat and you get an achievement for eating 10 of them or whatever. But you collect these things from enemies that you kill and, um, monsters from the world that you're in, which, which a couple of times when some of those things come after you, like, like I, I remember feeling like tense like and panic. like, Oh man, this thing is like about to bite me kind of thing. So I remember feeling that. And I thought that was a kind of a weird thing. Um, just you know it just pulls you into the world the landscape is great the vistas are awesome the uh, the platforming is fun just the different environments that you can go into like there's so much that 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 is open in the Star Wars star Wars world anyway and it's cool that you could see it in this way um, I've completed all but one of the um, available challenges I just have to defeat a two more uh, Viper droids and, and then I'll be complete there. Um, And then one of the really cool things is that, is that once you talk to the bartender in the cantina and you bring back some stuff for him, you bring back some tusks from one of the animals and and some scales from another one and some fruit that's growing out, you mix a drink. And as you're drinking it, he goes on to tell you a story about a, uh, about a, uh, an apprentice, jedi a padawan jedi who's kind of going through and you kind of go on this side quest kind of thing and it gives you just a very quick story that features that features some awesome characters that like that like i shouldn't have gotten emotional when i saw these characters but you did because it's who they are and like there's no reason that i should be doing this to this character because i know that i'm wearing a headset i know that it's virtual i know that it's not real but 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 i'll be darned if you're like yeah, i'll follow you anywhere and so you use your lightsaber and you defeat these guys and like i remember i remember sharing it with steve steve came over and he played it and and he played this quick i mean it was probably what steve 20 minutes if that maybe
0: yeah
1: right and and you took off the headset and you're like eh, it's better than last jedi and i'm like yeah <laughs> right? It's just it's just so so good, right? It was it was just really cool to be in. Um, I'm excited to explore more Star Wars stuff, but I'm also excited excited. I'm also excited now to branch out and explore some other some other things. Half Life Alex, I I heard it is really good and I want to try that out. Um I don't know if you'll, has a
0: I don't know if you'll be able to do Half Life Alex on your quest. I'm sure there's a way we can figure it out,
1: maybe. Yeah, so I have sure to. I have to do it third party. Yeah, yeah. So, so, which which isn't bad. The quest is really cool. One of the things about the quest is that it's completely wireless and can remain wireless. Right, so you can play the Steam library if you wire it in. But they also have an option um, to do a virtual desktop connection to where you can play. You can play Steam games, um, streaming them through a a pretty decent um interface is what they is what they claim it as so i'm going to try that out and because i definitely definitely sold on the wireless thing because i remember playing on yours and like i can move around but i still am aware that there's a that there's a wire yeah kind of so if i do a 360 i'm I'm killing myself right because i'm because i'm choking myself yeah but this way is just is just so much better and easier and so we're going to try that out and definitely try out beat saber and get some more stuff for that and and try out some of the other stuff coming out so
0: so i guess it's safe to say that you were impressed by the technology cuz it seems like you had a i mean you're having a lot of fun with it you're excited to try more were
1: you like expecting yeah. this level of like oh i wasn't i wasn't so once once i got it ordered and i was like waiting for it to get here Like I was getting legit excited and that's not something that I usually do really for anything, like any of the things that I'm excited about. Once I have something on order, I'm just like, yeah, it's coming. It'll be here. But like I was legit getting excited for it and I don't, I don't know why. And it's kind of weird for me to be excited because I, because I don't norm. I'm not normally excited about that. So it was kind of like kid in a candy store almost day before Christmas kind of thing. So it was fun, and 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 I'm not going to downplay it because I really was geeking out. Like there's just something about Star Wars being in there. I don't know if it's because it's a property that that I'm familiar with, or if it's something that just has that nostalgia hit for me. Um, it's it's probably or some if it's of that because it works so well. Like yeah. like I don't know if any other property could work that well. I mean. I'm thinking like, could you do like a Marvel VR type thing? And I'm thinking, no, that that's too motion. Like I couldn't be Iron Man flying around. I would I would throw up all over the place. It seems like, um, but maybe you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's things you could do. You could do like Black Widow or whatever. But the yeah. The, I mean, it's, it's different being immersed and seeing things that are like life size, being able to interact with them, things talking to you. Like, it's just a completely different experience than playing a video yeah. game on a screen. And like, I, I had that same, I had the same, like, it's almost like an epiphany, but that same feeling when I started playing for the first time and you like you get into the the lab and you go play with the two robots from Portal and you see them full size and then you start like understanding what developers can do with stuff like that. And you're it just kind of like opens your eyes to like, oh, like this can definitely be the future and. Um, I think I think they're close. I wish more developers would do bigger games like Half-Life Alex. And there's some of them out there. Rusted um, says hi in the chat. Rusted, thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Um, so you can do a lot with VR. And I think VR, I, I hope it continues to grow. I hope, you know, like Sony continues to, I hope they push it somehow with PlayStation 5 so that more people have access to it. Like the Quest, The the Oculus Quest Two is just a cool piece of hardware. It's so light; Mm -hmm. it like fit perfectly on my head the first time I put it on. Like it's it gets to the point where like you don't really notice it as much. Like my Samsung Odyssey um, Plus, like it's it's heavy, and I have a dumb shaped head anyway because I've got my (laughs) forehead that like slants like a like a freaking ski slope, (laughs) and like some it just doesn't fit great on my head and I have to keep pushing it down so that the um, image doesn't distort. But the resolution and the, in the quest Two, like on each lens is really, really good. It's super light. Like the controllers are light. They're, they almost feel too light. They almost feel like a, yeah, like they're, I would want like two plastic. It'd be cool if
1: there could be a little bit more weight in there. Yeah. And I know that they tried like going like super sleek and ergonomic, but, but I kind of need, I think what I'm going to do is one of my upgrades because because with the headset, I before it even got here, before it got out of the box, I put the elite strap on it. Um, pardon me, versus the uh, the uh, fabric belt strap that comes with it. Yeah, um, which I think was a great decision. The only one of the complaints that I have is that battery life doesn't seem to be the greatest. Yeah. So they actually make an elite strap with a with an extra battery on it. I don't know how that would feel weight wise. Um, so I I don't think I'm gonna go that way. It could. It's almost better for me that it. Yeah, I don't. I think it's almost better for me that it doesn't, because I can usually go an hour before my head starts to kind of hurt from the device itself, and that may be that may be by design almost anyway. It may be better just to kind of take off, let your eyes rest and refocus and stuff. So so it might be a good thing overall. I'm gonna get some um some grips. For the for the controllers to kind of bulk them up a little bit, plus also you know something more tangible to grab onto. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm ex- there's lots of cool things out there. There's lots of neat accessories out there for the Oculus, which is cool. Um, so, and one of the one of the really neat things is that is that I just read um, earlier this week that Facebook is now going to start allowing multiple users per headset because um, as it stands right now the boys and i can play but on the same game file right right so so we kind of shared that experience instead of you know instead of me just being able to go all the way through because they wanted a turn and i'm not that guy that's like no you can not have a turn till i'm done yeah right so we so but this will be nice um the problem is is that is that the boys will each need to still have their own facebook account which we're not ready for yet because because that's not
0: that's not and a I'm thing. Like,
1: exactly. I'm like, well, maybe to play the Oculus. but the, so, right, so we're going to have to cross that bridge because we don't know exactly. That's supposed to open up in um, February.
0: You do it's fake accounts.
1: Might be able to. I thought, Well, I mean, we'll have to see. One of the cool things about the Oculus is its ability to just stream to a, a PC. So or to any device, really. For any device. I can watch on my phone. I can watch um, whatever's going on on the Oculus on my phone, just from the Oculus app. I can it's I stream it super easy to um, to my PC, so the kiddos can watch or so I can watch and and kind of see how it's done. Um, and so it's just it's just super cool. Like like the environment's really neat. You can your home environment. You can choose from nine different kind of landscapes. Um, you know places to be in there's all kinds of extra stuff that i kind of haven't explored yet through the oculus um there's lots of like live events that you can attend or entertainment experiences that that you know may or may not fit kind of with what our, with what our plan is for the kiddos so definitely we'll have to check that and and see if they have any filtering options for that because as it stands right now there aren't any yeah. which i'm not a huge fan of because i mean. I don't want them having access to all the content that's out there. Cause Steve, I don't know if you know this, there's kind of some sketchy VR content out oh, really? there. You want you don't say it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's weird that it's out there. Like the amount that's out there. And I'm like, wow, that's anyway, but, but overall, like overall impressions, because I never give anything a 10 out of 10, because that's just how I am. Right. Um, so eight out of 10 experience. Right. I mean, Definitely some drawbacks, but 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 overall, I'm really excited with with the VR experience and really excited for for what it means and where it can go. I'm really excited to to try uh, more, just like walking through games and like looking at things. Yeah, you know, because I'm sure it's really easy to to do that and just you know walk through Paris or walk through uh, you know um baltimore i don't know baltimore i don't know why that came to my mind but walk through all these different cities brazil you know and, and kind of check that stuff out so that could be cool
0: that would be cool i'm excited for you it it's a cool piece of hardware and it's cool tech and like like you gonna some, pick one up um i don't know i mean i have mine i would like to but it's like hmm
1: maybe thinking about it this one's this one's transportable man it's wireless like you don't need a pc at all for it
0: it's true um and it is cool and i will give you that am i thinking about i don't know maybe we'll see hmm i'm gonna yeah, your birthday is not very close off. so so no, i may, may have to away. get
1: i may have to get it for you for like a spring break game or something
0: yeah so cool man i am excited that you are excited for it and we can have a lot more vr talk in the future so so that's sure. what Mike has been doing. I guess I'll briefly go over what I've been doing. I just want to point out, Michael, that you talked for 23 minutes on something that you were doing, the longest you've ever talked about something you were doing on the podcast. That's I keep, not true. I keep that's, stats. It's the longest
1: I've ever talked about something that you care about.
0: That might be true also. <laughs> but we can still maybe put that up for debate whether I care about it or not. Okay. So I have been playing, um, since I went over and played on Mike's VR thing, I was like, um, mine had been getting a tiny bit dusty. Like, I don't want like, it, it hurts me to say it. So I was like, all right, let me dust this thing off. Let's play some more Beat Saber. Beat Saber has had a lot of updates to it recently. Um, it killed a lot of my custom songs that I had put onto it. So I had to reinstall all that stuff and get it up and working again. But they finally added a multiplayer mode, which is really cool. It's super basic. There's just, you can get into a lobby with five different well five people and then you see the other person across from you and then you a song gets picked, it gets voted on and then the blocks start coming down the lane and you hit your blocks and you can see the people around you and it says like, hey, who's winning, who's not winning and you just, you know, Play Beat Saber against other people, and it's a lot of fun. There's no voice chat, no text chat, or anything. You can just see each other's little avatars. You can wave at each other, do some little hand motions, and that's a lot of fun. So I've been doing that, been playing some Beat Saber multiplayer, finishing up Cyberpunk. I'm going to finish up the main quest, uh, the main story this week, and then I'm going to be done with that game. there's not a lot of people talking about Cyberpunk online, I think mostly because people are like, oh, the game came out like this, and we can't talk about it. People just like don't want to touch it. But since I've been good doing this playthrough with this other podcast that I listen to um, weekly, it's been like, okay, like I was like, okay, I probably would not have finished this game unless I was doing this playthrough following along with the podcast. Um, I don't like the game that much. There are some interesting things that happen. There's also, it's just not a game that, um, there's just not a game, it's, it's just, there's nothing in the game that's like, oh, I'm really excited about that. Rusted in the chat says that Cyberpunk killed my hype for any game, so he hasn't gotten into Cyberpunk, which I totally understand. Like that's, it, like it sucks to have this huge thing hyped, so like hyped to the moon, and then when it releases, I mean, it's missing features that they talked about um oh rusted says not cyberpunk he's talking about anthem roasted um (laughs) that's a callback to the show that we used to do when we started this podcast that's uh the game that this was um based around no I, i totally understand like when you have games that you get hyped about and then they released in the states that they are i mean it can kill your desire to like get hyped or be like you know i could get hyped about this game again but I was burned on this game. So and then, you know, Cyberpunk releases and it again, it releases with without a bunch of features that the developers talked about. And a lot of those promises just weren't met whether they could or whether they couldn't like. Um, I guess Jason Schreier put out an article talking about cyberpunk, and so if people want to read that, they can go find that online. Um, it's the normal Jason Schreier reporting. He talked to a lot of people that were unhappy of how things were going. He reported on it. Um, and now we know the full story. I guess when I first saw the headline from Jason, it's like, hey, Cyberpunk had all these issues, and I was just like yeah, dude, we know. Like, we get it. Like, we we all know the song and dance now of AAA titles, like being hyped and then releasing in states that aren't good. Like, we know. Like, we get it. Like, thank you for your reporting. I understand how important it is, but we know, <laughs> we know that we know. there were, we know it was mismanaged from the top. We know it's not the developers' fault that you know are out there saying, "Hey, this is broken. This is broken." But they still have to do their job and they still have to keep going. But It's just kind of like, it's unfortunate. Like, it sucks. Like, there's no, like, way to say, like, hey, this is a positive thing. Like, no, it sucks. (laughs) And and unfortunately, like... It's not a
1: positive
0: thing. And I I don't know if, like, you know, does um, CD Projekt Red, like, recover from this? Do they fix the game in a couple years, a year and a half? And then everyone's like, all right, where's Witcher 4? And then people are like, start hyping Witcher 4 up. And then Witcher 4 releases is like, is this a cycle that's going to be broken? Are they going to be like, okay, now we're going to take eight years to develop a game. Because if they wanted to develop Cyberpunk to the way that they want in the time frame they wanted, um, they were saying it would be like 2022. So, I mean, unless us as gamers are used to like these big studios producing one game per generation, like, and I guess we have to be okay with that. Like, all right, the next big Bioware game, comes out in eight years right (laughs) like and would people be okay with that i mean eight years is a long time to wait for a video game i mean anthem was in development for i think like six seven years um that was when they started talking about it we we know that for 10 we talked about it for 10 years so and of course it's like no i don't want to wait that long for another game i mean we waited for final fantasy 15 for that was like some crazy amount of years right now we're going to be waiting for halo infinite for six years if it releases at the end of this year like and you know are people going to be okay with waiting that long for these titles to release or maybe we don't need massive games that are this size maybe halo infinite doesn't need to be a 80 hour game i mean previous halos were like around 10 hours each of them the titles were like you know 10 hours each and they produced them like every two, I think it was every three years for the Halo titles for, for a while there. But, you know, you look at Ubisoft games that have been pumping them out one every year, open world games that are just massive games. But do they mm-hmm. do anything like super different? They've got a couple studios that, you know, they kind of leapfrog their titles. But so, it, so it's a weird thing where you've got these studios that take forever to release games. I mean, we could look at Naughty Dog. Um, that, hey, they take a long time. They produce some really good games and they knock them out of the park. It takes a lot of work. Rusted in the chat says, on that point, um, when are they going, you know, I'll see. what are they doing during those eight years where a game comes out incomplete and buggy? Like, and, and that's one of the questions that we ask ourselves a lot of times on this podcast is like, what was going on? And, you know, we talk about the prototype stage and like the you know, where you're just putting things on a chalkboard and you're scratching them off and you're like talking about those ideas. Um, you know, I guess it's just one of those things where it's like, and it, I guess as I put my thoughts together, we we've talked like offline before about like, you know, a bubble, a video game bubble of like, are we to the point where our games are getting too big? Like, that they're so big that they're just unwieldy and it's hard to steer the ship. Whereas when I, like I hate talking about giant all the time, but when you look at their four titles, their smaller titles, that they have a vision, they execute on their vision, and they do it quickly and they do it in a timely manner and it's polished and it's like, okay. And, you know, Hades was up in the running for Game of the Year against a lot of these bigger games, things like, you know, The Last of Us 2. And it's, you know, I think we need both. I think you need big AAA titles. You need those big blockbusters, but you also need, like, the indies to make everything, like, you know, to really flesh everything out. But at some point, like, how do you hold back the massive costs to produce massive games like this? And then hopefully they release in a good condition. But I think one of the things that won't stop is, like, If we continue to pre order games based on our memories of previous games, like they'll keep making these promises. They'll keep building these huge games that, you know, they like maybe don't have enough people or they don't have the time to complete because that money keeps rolling in. And one of the things that um, Jason mentioned in the Cyberpunk thing was he cited his, he actually cited his own article from Anthem. Talking about like, (laughs) hey, we were counting on the Bioware magic coming together at the end. Because it came together at the end of Dragon Age Inquisition. And then the CD Projekt Red guys were saying, hey, we're the team that made the Witcher. We can do this again. You know, it's this belief that just because you had success in the past, you'll have it in the future. Instead of like finding better ways of like, hey, you know, because we know that the Dragon Age development wasn't the best development there was a lot of crunch and they made that game super quickly but you know they were able to produce something at the end that you know was was good that had that one game of the year and to be like hey we did it then we can do it again you know it's just something that you probably shouldn't bank on i don't even know what we're talking about mike what are we talking about oh yeah cyberpunk i have nothing (laughs) no part of that game is like super captivating me to continue playing it past um me beating it so i'm gonna beat cyberpunk and then I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go finish Half Life Alex before the medium comes out. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Cyberpunk. Um, go out and I'm... go out and catch it. You know, sometimes Keanu in the game sounds like he's like, okay, this is kind of like a different character. Keanu's putting a spin on Johnny Silverhand, and then other times it's just like Keanu, and they're like, yo, can you read this line? And he's like, yeah. I can read this line and then he reads it okay. and you're like oh, that was Keanu Reeves but I don't know I wish like my my vision of I guess when I think of cyberpunk I think of more shadow run and I wish cyberpunk was more shadow run than cyberpunk 2077 because I'm just not having that great of a time in it so yeah anyway
1: that's a bummer man
0: well I mean it's like it is what it is right like
1: well it, and it and it is a bummer like that's that's what it is it's a bummer right because you want stuff to be good and when it's not it's not but when it's good it's good so, when it's good it's good know.
0: and when it's not it's not and and i guess that yeah. like that's the question like does cd project red learn from it do they, they say they better well i mean maybe they do maybe they don't maybe they just said well, hey we made the witcher we can do this again
1: yeah i yeah it, 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 they hopefully, right? Like, like, because we've talked about the, that for a while. So, so hopefully they do well from it and learn from it. But,
0: but only time will tell. Like, we won't know until their next game releases. Everyone's going to start hyping it up again, and then people will pre-order it, and then yeah. then we'll know. So, and when we'll know, we'll know. All right, should we talk about the news? Is there news? Yeah, let's talk about some news, what and then kind of we'll talk about news? WandaVision because really that's what I'm here for. Wanda All right. Vision. I gotta talk to you about something. Mike, hit us up with the NPD numbers of the best-selling games of 2020 in the United States. I don't know about Japan. In Japan, it's probably going to be different. But in the United States, what's the list, Mike? What are the Do best-selling you want from games from the of Do you want 2020? I'm to go from the
1: bottom. I'll go yeah. from the bottom. Go from the bottom. Um, so these are the these are the top 20. Of twenty twenty. Hey, look what we did there. Top twenty from twenty twenty. Number twenty. I know Steven played this one. Tony Hawks Pro Skater one and two. I'm a superman. By Activision. That's right. Um, number nineteen, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was number nineteen. Um by Warner Brothers Interactive. I don't need to give you the publisher. No. Um number eighteen. These are and here's here's all of the games that did better than Cyberpunk. Are you ready? Yeah. And it'll be the show. Twenty. Dragon Ball Z. Ca- ca- Cockerot? Cockerot. <laughs> Kakarot. 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 I couldn't. I couldn't read that word. It just looks weird. Um. Dragon Ball Z. Kakarot. Number sixteen. Mortal Kombat. Eleven. Number fifteen. FIFA twenty one. Have you played FIFA twenty one?
0: No, I haven't played FIFA nineteen
1: ninety six. Oh, nice. Uh, number fourteen, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You, can you
0: can you read them all like Keanu Reeves would have read them?
1: Number thirteen, <laughs> um, NBA two. Oh, you can
0: Two K twenty one.
1: Are you okay? Are uh, you okay? So over NBA two K 21 was number thirteen. Two K two number 1? twelve. Two K. Yeah, 2021. Um number 12 was Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. I thought that would have been higher. Number Me too. 11 was Marvel's Avengers. Top 10, here we go. Final Fantasy, I got to do roman numerals. 7, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Number 9, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Number 8, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I didn't realize there were 8 of them. Dude, that number game seven. keeps
0: selling. I don't know how, but it just like will not right? stop selling. Titles.
1: Number seven, Ghosts of Tsushima. Number six, The Last of Us Part Two, which I believe also won Game of the Year. It did. Um, number five, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number four, Madden NFL Twenty One. Number three, and this is what gets me. Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Why does that get you? I guess that because I guess I don't have a pulse on the uh, gaming world like I thought I did.
0: No. Uh, still-
1: number two, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, and the number one game from 2020, physical and full game digital from Nintendo, eShop, PlayStation, Steam, and Xbox platforms for publishers in the digital leader plan- plan- panel. Ranked on dollar sales was, do you have a guess on what it is? You I see it in front of you. Study. I will it doesn't guess. Matter. Okay, <laughs> it is Call of Duty: Black Ops Cold War was the number one game of 2020.
0: So I think the big surprise of this list is that Grand Theft Auto is not on this list, and it has been on the top 10 NPD for as long as I can remember. So it's finally gone. Wow. But you know what? finally gone. What number did it land on? Do you know? I don't even know. This is only the top 20, so I don't know where it is. But um, there's a lot of Activision stuff on here. Um, so Call of Duty, Tony Hawk. There's a couple EA titles. We've got FIFA, and then we've got Madden. Um, Sony's got a lot up here. Sony is um, a lot for the top. Last of Us, Ghosts. And you know what, there is not any, uh, there's not a single Xbox exclusive on this list. Nope. Probably because actually, Xbox didn't release yeah. any exclusives um, in 2020. Um, but, you know, maybe with all the stuff that they be they have been buying, they will be able to make it. All right, a couple of <laughs> other things you that You would are think,
1: because they've bought all kinds of stuff.
0: What if they just buy the world? Um, so there's a the new Pokemon Snap, and that's coming to the Nintendo Switch on April 30th. I don't know why, but my kids are not super into Pokemon games. Like they would watch the cartoon um on Netflix and I thought like okay, Pokemon, this is they're going to be into it. This is like perfect for them. This is targeted at their age group and they just don't care. Um, Logan played Pokemon X on my 3DS for a while. Um, He Maybe he was just too young because he's like, I can't find my way out of this stupid city because their city, he had to go talk to a couple different people and he couldn't find the right person. But I was like, I was surprised that they're just not into it. And I'm guessing it's because Pokemon doesn't really cater, like the games anyway, don't really cater to the newer generation. I think the games are just continuing to cater to the people that grew up with the games and i just thought that was weird like do your kids have any desire to play any pokemon at all are they any interest in pokemon
1: so steve mine haven't even watched a pokemon cartoon so they don't even know they don't even know i don't think so i played i played pokemon go for how long did we play that game a few months don't say we you played I had, it, um, I had it. downloaded. they went with me. They went with me. I had them. I had them try to catch a Pokemon every now and then, but but we didn't have any background for it. We didn't watch any of the cartoons to where they could understand any of it. So, and, and you know what? Like, I, I'm not ashamed to say, oh well, that yeah. like we're not into Pokemon. I'm like, eh, oh well.
0: I wish it would continue to evolve, like and include new like updates to video game design but it's just something that has continued to stay like all right now swap your pokemon and now your pokemon comes out and now they attack all right now swap your pokemon and you just got one hit and it just seems like if final fantasy 7 remake can like reinvent their battle system and go from turn based to action like pokemon should with the amount of money that they make all the crap that they do, they should be able to reinvent what Pokemon is and kind of change that that formula up a little. I'm just sad that they don't. So,
1: well, but then, but then, what do you like? Like just just following that train of thought, like like what do you change it to? What does it become?
0: It becomes massive. And, and if
1: you do change it, is it still quote unquote Pokemon?
0: Yes. You change it to oh. where? Well, there yeah. you go. People yeah. just fix it. You just do it. And you put a couple developers on it, you do it, and then you become the king again because they're already just like, like the the problem is it's like that same thing that we were talking about, like oh you're just gonna pre order it because you love it, and people just continue to buy Pokemon because it's Pokemon, like they haven't done anything new in their games that like warrant like their continued success of that franchise, like and I'm I'm glad that they're having success, I'm glad that there's Pokemon games, but there's like so little innovation. And so little interest, where it's like you guys should be trying to capture younger people and like adapting and changing to, you know, what you could do on a switch. Like even like you go to a switch, like it's still just top down. Like I could play this on my three DS. I could play this on my phone, and it's just lame Pokemon. Anyway, I don't want to so play Pokemon so anymore.
1: Just because I'm curious, yeah, and because you brought it up a little bit, what is the the anything really, because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be a video game. But what is the thing that you will always pre order and always get just because it's the thing? If that it, did that question make sense?
0: Yes, it did make sense. Okay. And um, I don't know. So I will I will say this. So currently, if remedy were to slap the word control on any future video games, I would pre-order it without thought.
1: Yeah. Without Um, thought, without question, just like, yep, I am doing this.
0: Yep. I would say I need more control. I want to find where the story goes, and I would pre-order it. Um, Like, other than that, I don't think that there is – it used to be Blizzard, but it's not – like, I won't pre-order anything from Blizzard. Like, I will wait to see what comes out and how games play. Um, yeah, that's really the only thing that I can think of that would be like, hey, or well, yeah. And then if Square. What about Big Giant? Super Giant? Super Giant. Mm, Yeah. Super Giant. I would like their four games have like shown me that. Yeah. Like I can trust them to produce something, even if it's different, even if it's something that I would not expect, even if like Hades was a roguelike, they, I would buy their game. I would okay, pre-order so, I would pre-order them and go through their early access with Super Giant Games.
1: So Kohler makes a new line of toilets. Okay. And the instruction manual is uh-huh. written by Brandon Sanderson.
0: I would I would not buy that toilet. That's weird. That's a weird <laughs> thing to say. I would not buy a new toilet. Just because it was written by Brandon, that's like a weird like cross promotional thing. <laughs> hey, you're a new marketing so, guy. So, get in here. What ideas do you got?
1: <laughs> so, so let's say, what about because you you love Brandon Sanderson? What would you would Will you pre order anything that he does? I have yes. So he could he could seriously write a toilet manual and you would pre-order it.
0: I don't know. he'd he'd add like some weird magic system into his toilet manual. That would make it interesting, so, at least. So yeah.
1: so so you so what you're saying is, yes, Ben, <laughs> you will buy it. <laughs>
0: For the sake of this conversation, let's say yes.
1: I'm just curious. that's all. You're just proving a point. No, well,
0: and, and and I get it because I'm like, we well, should stop pre-ordering things, and I'm like, hey, look, I'm a hypocrite. I'm gonna pre-order all I, this, I, stuff. and
1: that and that wasn't the point of of my of my what I said. I know I it's just, not the. I point. I just wanted but, to know what you what you would always pre-order because we all have them, right? We all we all have it, um, no matter what what we're in. I don't think it makes us a hypocrite. So so that's not that was not my intent to insinuate that. So.
0: No I, I totally get it, but it does make me that and I can recognize that and not be like, oh, you call me hypocrite. It's like, yeah, I'm totally a hypocrite because like final, I'm thinking of a bunch of other stuff like Final Fantasy 6, like if Final Fantasy 6 remake came out I'm like, yep, buy it. I'll just like <laughs> but then again and, and I think this is the thing like if I do that, if I buy a Sanderson novel and I don't like it, then that's on me. like it's not on Sanderson like I pre-ordered it. it's my fault. Because like I had trust and the trust was broken and it's my fault because I trusted. But I, I I don't know if it is. I guess it's different for video games that there's just for well, there's forums for everything where you can complain about mm-hmm. something. But
1: does yeah, that happen sure. on the internet generally? Do people complain about I that? don't
0: I don't it's think so. It's usually probably oh. in person. Like I get a lot of phone calls from people like, hey, did you play yeah. cyberpunk? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. How'd you get my number? Let's complain about it. And then we just like talk for hours about <laughs> cyberpunk. But I, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know exactly what the right answer is. Like, how do you stop companies from like taking advantage of that and just saying, hey, we got their money. Let's keep going. But also it's like, yeah, I, I enjoy supporting developers that I enjoy their titles right? And that's fine too. Right? Like but maybe I have to stop doing that. But then again, it's like, well, I'm just going to buy it day one. I'm not going to wait like the couple hours for a review to come out. It's like I want to buy the game and I want to have my own experience with the game and like yeah, Cyberpunk is not the experience that I wanted, but it's on me because I paid for it. I can still complain yeah. about it, but I'm not like, hey, you screwed me over. It's like, well, I could have just waited and not bought the game, but I did. So what are we talking about? Pokemon. All
1: right. Uh, Pokemon for some reason, which is odd. Let's talk about
0: another thing that I, I am interested in talking about because this is something that it's not is big it news. Is as well? No, it's not big news. The game is odd. It's not big news, but Control is coming to Xbox Game Pass for PC this Thursday. Cool. That's tomorrow. I'm excited for this. Anytime Control comes across the news, I will bring it up because I think everyone should play that game. Because that's a fantastic game that, guess what? I had zero regrets buying. I knew nothing about. I picked it up. I played it, and it has become one of my favorite titles of all the times. Michael, will you tell me? So, about- wh-
1: so why why did you pick it up? Curious, just curious. I don't know. Like, w- like what okay, was I will it? You were right. like, I'm gonna try this game. I saw. Did you read a review or?
0: I didn't read any reviews. I saw one trailer, and I was like, "Holy crap, that looks interesting." Plus, I you this was this is before the time of the pandemic. And I was actually over at your house watching your kids while you and Nicole were gone for somewhere. And you guys are going to be gone for a really long time. So I'm like, "Um, your kids are asleep because I'm a good babysitter. I put the kids to sleep. I'm good to go, right? (laughs) So I'm like doing my duty. So I'm like, I'm going to boot up Mike's computer. I heard control got released today. Download control. Um, on my account I didn't spend any of your money and I played it and I was like I just got sucked into it I like I was it was at a moment where I was just like zoned in I didn't have anything else to do turned everything off and just got sucked into the game and like got immersed in it so I think that probably has oh. something to do with it but um yeah' That's normally kind of cool
1: yeah um do you think that that control would be a good VR title
0: no um the movement is for jesse is really like kinetic so there is a yeah so there's a lot of up down sideways floating dropping ground slamming like it would it would be very disorienting they i mean they could like remedy could make a cool title in vr in the control universe like i don't i don't have any doubt about that they could do something cool there but control itself i don't think would be um very good for it so Gotcha. Tell me about this Pokemon box.
1: What's in the box? All right. So Pokemon Snap. Nope. Is coming. Oh, there it is. There it is. This box. Box of Pokemon cards sells at auction for more than, can you guess? For more than 400. I got to go back and look at my Pokemon cards. $400,000. A new record. A new record high for an op- unopened box of first edition Pokemon cards has been set at $408,000. $408, the sale was handled January 15th by Heritage Auctions, the same company that brokered another record-breaking Pokemon sale in November. Uh, card games like this, Pokemon, Magic, stuff like that, always astound me because of how much a card can be worth that that doesn't compute in my brain i i guess i kind of see sports cards but even then i don't understand why a sports card can be so much i'm not in that world i don't see it um but this is i mean this is a lot of money i, I wonder where this box came from because a first edition box Probably has to be old-ish, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's gotta be 20, 25 years old. Um it's probably just stored in some cellars, like closet, like you know, there are all these card shops. Yeah, I mean you remember those small Stor- little hobby you shops. You find it on
1: probably found it on storage wars. Yeah. So like so like Steve, you and I have had this conversation before. So, right? So like so like when we're talking, what thing what thing that seems benign now? Is the thing that we need to buy and put away so that in twenty years it's worth a million dollars, right? Bitco- Bitcoin, right? We we Bitcoin, right? That that may be what it is, um, and it's that's kind of unfortunate because you can't really hold Bitcoin. So we we kind of talked about maybe like the SNES Classic, maybe, yeah, right? Maybe, maybe the uh, the Game and Watch, mm, probably not but maybe so like I think I think of shoes right so a pair of shoes might be something that you when you buy depending on what shoes you buy you need to buy two of and then and then they'll appreciate in value yeah, depending you, you on definitely things. have to
0: buy two of them
1: um well not two shoes but two pair oh I um gotcha. but, but what else I mean what else is there? What what are the kids? Huh, I say it like I'm old. What are the kids buying these days? Right? You're, you're kind of old. Um, I am kind of old, but I'm thinking about what my students at school are into right now, and and it's not Pokemon cards at this point. Um, so what are they? What are they buying? They uh, maybe it's you know what it probably is, Steve, and you're gonna hate this, but it's probably the uh, the um, you're going to have to help me with the name. The Pop. No. Um, it's probably those. Those little figures. What are they called?
0: Oh, keep going. Keep um, guessing. Keep going. Let's see. They're Bobbleheads. Pop, heads, rocks, Pop, rocks, Pop rocks, rocks. Bobble. Noka, Noka Taki. Wakataki, Pop bobble Cap. Pops, popple Caps. Pog Champ. Goofy, Double Fine. Wait. Pops. Pop
1: Sockets. Pop Rocks.
0: poppin poppin' Socks. Popping... Maybe pop it's not even Papa pop. Giorgio's. It's not pop. It's why can I think of this? This is painful. Why can't we think of them? Hold on! Don't look it up. Um, pop. You Cap. guys, you guys know what we're talking pop about. Brox, though. Um, double fine, um, bobblehead, Phil Harmonics, <laughs> Bill Box, <laughs> <laughs> um, pop toy, pop vinyl. Vinyl pop head double anyway. Funko pops. Yeah, there's a pop in there. All right, now they're called
1: Funko pops. Steve, no. I think it's gonna be those. No,
0: it's not. There's too many of them. You know what?
1: Funko pops Wait, so are gonna be the... Then, you have to, you have to find the one that's gonna become the thing, right? No, like the thing is like Funko it, pops are the thing
0: that lead us to Wally. They produce so many of them. They don't do anything. People yeah. buy them like crazy and you know what they you know what they are? Like they're not even like close depictions of the characters that you care about. They're just like, Hey, here's some colors, it looks pretty close, it's got a big head, what do you do with it? I don't know, leave it on the leave it in a box and put it somewhere. They're everywhere and they are like you can melt those things down and you can make how many like not I was gonna say breath lighters, but how many things to help people breathe with in hospitals. Like they're
1: just Vent- ventilation. There's just such
0: a Anyway. Um, I'm not going to talk about some No, people. Steve, I think I think no, I it's Funko it. Pops, man. No, that's Funko, we're going to stop yeah, this conversation cuz I don't even want to talk about Funko Pops. But speaking of Pokémon cards, <laughs> remember when I was like Pokémon needs to do this? Apparently not. They've like, you know, they a a box of cards is going to sell for $400,000. So who cares what I think about Pokémon?
1: Well, but but it's not Pokémon getting that money, right?
0: No, but it's, I mean It's
1: it's whoever bought that storage shed. Yeah. So real right? quick cuz that 'Cause that was probably sold on storage wars and that's what they did. No,
0: it, it oh, was man. it was the box specifically because there are people are looking for holographic Charizards and they're worth a lot of money, so and if you can get you can make a lot of content on YouTube by opening packs and getting this stuff. I saw a video of like someone opening a blind pack, they put a nail through it and they're like, All right, this is my video. I'm gonna hammer a nail through this pack and hopefully I don't get something super rare. And like, that's the content nowadays, man. All right. So and that's what people do. Yeah. Let me, tell you, let I, me tell. I you. hope
1: that he got an entire pack full of like 20 of those cards yeah, that but, he can do nothing with. I mean,
0: now. that's probably stuff that's not even true. I don't know. Anyway, it's the internet. The latest major update for Horizon Zero Dawn PC edition um, is released, and it's going to be one of the last because Guerrilla says they are going to start shifting focus to Horizon Forbidden West. So there will still be a couple updates in the future. They're looking closely at message boards for the PC version of the game, and they're moving on. So... If you played Horizon Zero Dawn and PC, Mike, I know you have. Someday you might finish it. Um, they're going to yep. kind of move on and they're going to start doing their own thing for Forbidden West. So good for Forbidden them. West. Um, is that back to your saying everything like Keanu again? Yeah. All right. Last thing. Of. This is only interesting because I think it's interesting. Excuse me. <laughs> you and I played Dungeons and Dragons. We played with Devin. Devin was an interesting um person to play dungeons and dragons with who is
1: i think you a, you were kind of an interesting person to play dungeons and dragons with. you want me
0: to get back into my character keep it in my back pocket i've got my character sheet carry it with me all the time so because I, I guess like devin all he does now is play dungeons and dragons apparently so there is a live action series and the creator of john wick will be helming the series so this, um, the new D and D movie was confirmed back in May of last year, but there's also a new live action TV series to go along with it. Um, thanks to Hasbro, which Hasbro owns a lot of stuff. I don't know if you've ever looked to see what Hasbro owns. Hasbro owns a lot of stuff. So, while the movie is still trying to decide if actor Chris Pine will take the leading role, Chris Pine, recently in Wonder Woman 84, um, in Some Other Dude's Body, also captain of the Starship Enterprise.
1: Enterprise. Um, So, do you think if you were to make a Starship that you could use an existing model of a Starship and like not get in trouble for it. Well,
0: let me tell you. The TV series just secured itself a phenomenal grab with John Wick creator Derek Kolstad joining the team as the lead director. Rusted says, "Shots fired at Devin in the chat." Um it's all right, Rusted. <laughs> we're just teasing Devin. He um he killed off one of the main NPCs that we were trying to interact with because we don't know why. So, and from there, He didn't
1: he didn't kill him off. I ended up having to heal him, remember?
0: Yeah, but you know, just heroes shooting random people in the street, you know how it goes. Um it's almost yeah. like Devin was a police officer. Never mind. Colstad's addition to the growing team was confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter, though the idea behind the upcoming show remains a mystery, reflecting back on Colstead's impressive work history including the epic John Wick franchise. The potential's there to see a unique spin on a beloved universe. Um they say beloved universe, but like when you think of D&D, it's kind of like, you know, like just everything fantasy because you can do whatever you want with D&D, right? So I guess maybe that's Can they say. Go? It's yeah. Aren't I there mean, some lanes you have to stay in? I mean, you can't do anything you want. I mean, you really can. D and is built to where like, Hey, use rules here, do this here. Um, Rusted. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoy your lunch. Um, hope you tune in next week as well. So, um, I am terrified that there's going to be a D and D movie because the last times there's been anything related to D and D on screen, it has been awful,
1: um, very cringeworthy. So I don't know, maybe this. Well, will be what, was what was the last D What was the last D and D that you didn't like, and, and you can't say Game of Thrones?
0: So there was an actual Dungeons... So a long time ago, I don't know if you remember this. There was the D and D cartoon. We had it on VHS, and it came with a. It came in a Dungeons and Dragons box set. Do you remember this? There was like the wizard. Uh, there was a dragon. Thankfully, there was a wizard. no. Yeah. I don't. That was really bad. There was one like in 2007, I want to say. I'll pull it up. That was really dumb because it was um, badly acted and dungeons and dragons movie. Can't spell. So it's this, hard. There was one in 2015. No. Dungeons and Dragons is a two uh, uh it came out in 2000, it's a British American action adventure film directed by Courtney Solomon. So, it was as bad as you imagine something being in the 2000s. So, all right, Mike, I think that's it for the news. Is that it for the news? Do you got any more news you want to talk about?
1: That's all I got. I shared my I shared my Oculus story at the when I was doing my Oculus thing, so yeah. All right. Then let's do something that I think a lot
0: of people have been talking about. A lot of people have seen recently. So let's talk about WandaVision.
1: Steve. WandaVision. There are tons of Funko Pops.
0: I'm telling you, there are. And how how could they be rare if they make so many of them? It's not <laughs> I like guess a that's true thing. like collectible Maybe you gotta games. find like
1: the rarest one they make.
0: Yeah, but even then, it's like. Then do you have to buy just huge crates of them, and they're random assortments? Like it, it has to do with how you purchase them, because like cards, magic cards, Pokemon cards, baseball cards, it's all random. They only make a certain amount of so many of them, and Funko Pops are just like produce them all. Like there's like some weird little like alien, you know, like the Queen Alien from Aliens Two that was sitting in the hive and just like (laughs) pooping out eggs. Like that's what Funko Pops doing. It's like they don't even care. Just get them out there and ship them out. Mike, what were your thoughts on Wandavision?
1: Oh my goodness, Wandavision. Um so hopefully everybody is caught up on Wandavision. Um if you if you are not caught up on Wandavision and you do not want to be spoiled, go ahead and, and Catch us turn off time. now. This will probably be the last thing that we talk about. So so you can we will send you off here and then you can come back and watch and listen um after you're done because we're about to do all the spoilers. So I'm gonna give you in five. Four, three, two, one. First impressions of WandaVision. What just happened? Pitch meeting for WandaVision. Um, Hey, guys, we want to do X, Y, and Z. Do you think people are really going to watch that? Yeah, it's the Marvel brand. They'll watch anything. Oh, fair enough. And then they did it, right? So those are my first impressions. But then going back and thinking about it and even doing a rewatch, I was like, okay, okay. Obviously, I have to put my Sherlock Holmes hat on and figure out what's going on here. I can't just sit and watch something. This one is going to be one that you're going to have to pay attention to the details, the jokes, the looks, the camera angles, the music, right? So from a, so from a storytelling standpoint, um, spot on on confusing the heck out of the audience, but also leaving enough breadcrumbs that you might be able to find your way home. Right. Um super weird. Not what I expected at all. Uh don't know what I expected. Um but but going somewhere, hopefully. Right? Law of averages says that says that Marvel's gonna strike out somewhere. Hopefully it's not with uh WandaVision, but but we'll see. We'll see. Right? So those are my initial first impressions. Um, so, Steve, you want to go through this uh, using your outline? Do you want to go through this um, kind of point by point? Um, I think we
0: can well, maybe I guess I can give my first impressions also. Um, okay. So first off, just as like some info. So WandaVision takes place after the events Avenger, of Avengers Endgame, right? So, I Or think, does it? I guess that's true. Like you could I mean, they said that, but it's a comic book thing. So we could be alternate. We could be past. I mean they could really do anything. But as my wife wa- as my wife and I watched it together, we had the same thought. It's like, what did we just watch? Like mm-hmm. because at first, like with all the promo stuff that they were happening, they're like, "Hey, this is the show." Like and you kind of think like, "Okay, this will be the first little bit. It'll be the first 20 minutes, and then something will happen that changes over and then we get the real show." Um, but I have to give it to them, give it to them props that they like committed and they committed to the bit. Um, yep. I went back and read the Vision comic book that kind of like was recommended to read alongside with this. Because like I I would love to be able to say like, hey, I read the comics that are associated with this. But there's so many freaking comics. There's so many freaking timelines. It's just so jumbled. Like, I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll read this and we'll go from there. So I went back and read some of the comics to kind of get an idea of what was going on. Still don't have an idea of what was going on for a lot of this. But, like, I mean, like, production-wise, I thought it was interesting. I thought, like, the decision to go to, like, the three-camera sitcom um, was, like, it's a bold choice. Like you said, though, it's like, oh, they'll watch anything that we put out because, like, we're in a drought of Marvel content. And this is, like, the first thing that's kicking it off because after this we get Winter Soldier and stuff. But it was it was weird, But like you, like, okay, I need to stop watching the show and start watching for what the show really is. Yeah. And I I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Like, I did not grow up in the I Love Lucy era. However, that was something that we saw a bunch of going over to our grandmother's house who only had two channels. And it seems like I Love Lucy was on it all the time.
1: Well, it was funny because when it wasn't on one channel, it was on on the other.
0: Right. So right? even though we didn't so, grow up during that time, like we were like we got that a lot. And to like think back to that, it's like, oh, this is like almost one to one to what you would have seen from an I Love Lucy episode.
1: Yeah, it's right? almost like they picked, you know, season three, episode seven and and replaced the characters in the names and just did it. Which, which again, when you put your Sherlock Holmes hat on, you're like, okay, what are they talking about? What is really going on, right?
0: Yeah. So, I, so I guess we just jump into it, right? So, yeah. Wanda and Vision they have moved to this home. They're going to meet the neighbors, mm-hmm. and they kind of most have-
1: likely set in the fifties, which I think is important because because I think we're going to see some time jumps, some actually big time jumps from episode to episode, right? So episode one was set in the fifties, right? Wanda's a, Wanda's a stay at home wife. Vision has a job. I like that you put in the notes doing what exactly, right? He doesn't know what his job is. Are we supposed to know what his job is? Does it really matter? And, and thinking back to some of the other um, sitcoms that I've watched, did any of their jobs matter? Like, did you know what um, Joey was? I guess you probably know what Joey was. Did you know what Chandler did from Friends? Um, Do you know what George did from Seinfeld? George you and know Chandler what,
0: worked for baseball teams, I think.
1: At one point, right? But but, but, but he, like, said, like he, he didn't it have the matter, same right? job throughout. Say it again.
0: But like you said, it like it doesn't matter what they did, and whether it's like yeah. paying homage to like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm just here at this computer place. Um, but also, it's like okay, so. Is it one of those things where it's just throwaway? If it is throwaway, I don't think Marvel is like doing
1: any like, I don't think any of it is supposed to be throwaway. I No, think the, everything means something, right? right. And because that's the kind epi- of the cool yet frustrating things about it. Like, just let me watch a show, guys. Right, because the episodes are so tight that it's like,
0: okay, we mm-hmm. can't afford like to spend five minutes of Vision going to here for a dumb joke. Like, I don't think that's what they're... Even though it's like that sitcom where everything's played for a dumb joke, every line is supposed to be, you know, um, set Set up, up, punchline, Set up, punchline, right? Like, I don't think that they're wasting the time in here for that. I think, like, whatever's happening to Vision, whether he's, like, actually the Vision, whether he's, like, a fragment of the Vision that Wanda has, like, he doesn't know what's going on either, I think mm-hmm. Wanda is in control somewhat and everyone else is just kind of they're either there because she brought them in or they're trying to keep her there. And it's I don't know if it's kind of like a Truman show thing because Wanda's like one of the most powerful Avengers. She can destroy like lots of stuff. Um, she's very powerful. So I don't know if like after the events of the Avengers she's like kind of had like a break. Or she's trying to recreate this perfect life um, that she could have had. Um, because even like in Infinity War, like Wanda and Vision kind of like pieced out. Um, yeah. They're like, all right, we're going to go do our thing and we're going to go try to be happy. And then they just kind of like weren't able to do that. And so this could be her version of like trying to get that back without Vision being there. So I don't know. Like, like it, it's interesting because there's so many theories that you have and it's hard to like piece anything together from, from what we have currently.
1: So then what you kind of need to do then is focus on those moments in the show that really have a different tone. So from the first episode, there was, there was probably just that one moment where it took kind of a weird tone. Everything else was either light um, and, and kind of, you know, set up punchline laugh track. And, and I'm not exactly sure what it all means, but at the dinner table, when when they have the hearts over, and again, you know, the whole premise of the show was a misunderstanding that, that leads to shenanigans at the end, right? Like, how hard would it be to write dinner with boss versus a picture of a heart? Anyway, that's what we're supposed to know, right? So the weird moment was at the table when the boss starts choking on the dinner and... And the camera then does something that it hadn't ever done before. It pans to the face of Deborah Jo Rupp's character, who is just—I mean, like like she will forever be the the sitcom mom, right? Yeah. Like Seventies Show. She, I mean, she's just hilarious to watch, right? Like like I think she she was hilarious in Friends. She was hilarious in Seventies Show. Like. In, and i think she could be hilarious in this but but that's yet to be seen but anyway just the repeating the repeating the repeating the repeating and then wanda finally telling vision to help the boss who's choking which which was a out of character for vision not to help right cuz like when did he become when did he become a person who doesn't kind of leap at stuff. When does he turn not into a hero? And so that that was something that is that is definitely gonna need to be analyzed a little bit more. Right? What were your thoughts on that part? Because that that I think was probably the, the the hinge of that episode.
0: Well I think um like when when that hinge like starts to turn and that camera shifts its perspective from the, you know, hey this is like the sixty 63- three degree angle that the three cameras like always shoot at like that was Mm -hmm. so interesting and it was so jarring while you're watching this old 50s sitcom to be like oh dang like something has happened here and i think Mm -hmm. they did that so well in with, with with something that's like so simple okay bring the camera lower and now we're like up close to these characters like i thought that was done so cool and it like stands out, like you said, like okay, something is different here. Like mm-hmm. with the character, uh, I forget what her in character name is. You know, she's repeating like "stop it" um over and over again with a smile on her face, and it's like yeah, it, it made me think that okay, first because the um the boss was questioning them about kids, mm-hmm. and they were asking you know why don't you have kids, and you know that's something that well it's probably well Wanda and Vision can't have kids because well he's a robot. Um, so that's something like, I don't, I don't know if it's like Wanda has put this filter over everything that's taking place, kind of like hiding what's really happening. And like, you know, Wanda just was like force choking this guy who was asking questions. She didn't want to have answers about, but, um, I I don't know, man, it, it gave you those vibes of like, okay, this is why, this is why I'm watching. This is the stuff I want to
1: uncover. Cause then who was who was Deborah Joe talking to? Like, was she talking to the people behind the camera? Like you said, kind of Truman Show esque. Was she talking to the director, to the characters? Cause she wasn't looking. She wasn't looking at her husband. No, and she wasn't looking at Wanda or Vision. Well, it's almost right? like so,
0: like if if there is a filter, like obviously she would be screaming this, right? If mm-hmm. you're if your s if your significant other is choking you're not, like, smiling. So is it like, okay, right. Wanda's, Wanda's putting this weird filter over her voice so it's not screaming. It's just, like, everything's still trying to be normal and happy mm-hmm. Um, when really it's like, what's going on? And like you said, like, Vision just kind of froze Um, yeah. until Wanda, like, told him, snapped him out of it, gave him permission to help. So, like, maybe... Well, see, and this
1: also kind of raises the point, because if this is... So I, I don't know then if this is if this is after endgame, there's no vision, right? Correct. Vision does not exist after endgame. Vision doesn't exist after Infinity War. So so then Wanda and, and this would this would garnish another rewatch. What does Vision do on his own in this, right? So cause if he's a projection of Wanda's Wanda would have to give him permission to do anything and everything that he does. And so maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe Wanda, my theory, my theory was, you know, maybe Wanda is inside of a uh, cradle of life and, and the team is trying to recreate vision and Mm. bring him back kind of thing. And the only thing they have through Wanda, because those are, those are the only memories that, or those are the strongest memories that we have of vision is through Wanda. Right. And so maybe they're trying to harness her power to, to recreate him somehow. And so maybe what we're seeing is that filtered version of Wanda trying to recreate the best parts of vision to, to recreate him in the physical world. And this is just the, um, the, um, Uh, Perception that we get, not the perception, the environment that is created in Wanda's mind is a 50s sitcom. But then again, where would she have seen a 50s sitcom? Maybe Sokovia had TV. Maybe that's what she's used to.
0: I'm sure they had Uh, TV. Maybe they just had old reruns running all the time.
1: And that's kind of. Maybe. Right? Cause, th- cause then if that's the case, if that's the case, you need to try to find those characters that, that mirror kind of real life characters, right? So, so the Hulk would have to be there cause he's, cause he's, um, Professor Hulk would have to be there cause he's kind of running the project cause he's got the brain that'll do it. And I forgot, I forgot the lady doctor's name who helped create Ultron, but she would have to be there, um, in some, in some aspect. Plus, you've got you've got Cap and Thor and and um Well, Falcon. you don't have Cap. I, well, and you don't I guess have that's Thor true. Cap wouldn't be there. Cap's gone. Cap Thor's be gone. There, right? He's gone. Thor pieced out. So, Thor. Thor did peace out. You're right. He's he left. So who's who's left on Earth? Bucky, uh, Doctor Strange. Um Yeah, and this definitely has a Doctor Strange feel to it.
0: Yeah, I think. I think it'll be interesting because we we saw at the end of episode two when the beekeeper guy came out um, mm. and a lot of people online are speculating that that person is um, attached to aim in some way. Um, but we also have oh yeah, we also have hints of sword and sword is like a, the dumb acronym that stands for it's the equivalent of shield but looking for cosmic threats. Um, mm-hmm. so we have a sword agent kind of monitoring this black and white screen at the end credits, um, of which bo- is in- of both episodes, right? Of both episodes. And there, and there's fake in- and there's fake credits at the end, which has a couple, um, one person from the Spider-Man homecoming, uh, movie. Um, so, it, it, there's this weird mix of like what's real and what's not real even in that aspect. One of the things that I thought was interesting is I went back and read the Vision comics. Um, we do get the commercial um, with the toaster from Built by Stark mm-hmm. Industries and that red light is blinking red. So, usually when you have something black and white and they want something to stand out, they'll turn it red. So, we got to look at the things that are doing that. And I, and I thought it's interesting because when the hearts in the comics, when the hearts meet the, um, visions family, um, he mentions to his wife that it's like, oh, they're just walking toasters. And I don't know if that was a direct reference to the comic that, like, the hey, there's this, you know, he referred to him as toaster. So we're going to have this commercial about toasters, um, but then again, it's like, why is there a blinking red light? We also get the red sword helicopter that Wanda flies. Well, and it hovered push. on
1: the red light for a while. Yeah, and it and it almost seemed like the actors in that commercial were like uncomfortable that they were that the toast was taking so long to to pop up. Right.
0: So, and and that was so we got that we got the this red sword helicopter, and then we got. Um, the the crazy lady's um blood under on her hand so those were the three times that color came i guess into. i don't remember
1: the blood what crazy lady so oh i do now i do yeah. now i do now never so, mind when so, she breaks the cup yep. yeah
0: and then when these thing, when that happens, she like completely snaps out of it right away, like nothing happened. I don't know if that's like mm-hmm. because Wanda doesn't want things to be messed up, so she's trying to make them perfect, or if that character is like, "Oh, I can't do this. I've got to be. I've got to
1: play this role." So I don't know. There's a lot of things going on. Um, and, I, and I guess. Well, I and then and then just setting the scene for episode two. Episode two seems like it's you know set in a later timeline. You know, sixties, early seventies. Different, different hairstyle for Wanda. Different clothing. Different wardrobe for both of them. The house itself is different. Um, even the beginning. The mm. the uh, first episode had a very "I love Lucy" intro. The second episode was very um, bewitched. Bewitched, yeah. Right. So we're so we're kind of moving through that. Whatever that means, I'm not sure if it means anything. Obviously, it does mean something because because we. This is what we've come to kind of expect from Marvel, right? Everything is an Easter egg, which again, just can I just watch a show? Um, you know, you can still keep the story beats there. But but for those of us who haven't read the comics, like, you know. And, and, um, I, and I think the nice thing is, though, like,
0: I don't think the comics are required reading. Like the, right? com- the series I read, like, I mean, there's some little touches, but I don't think... And, and I'm glad for that. I'm glad that I don't have to like know like 60 years worth of backstory for vision mm-hmm. and Wanda to understand what's happening here. Cause I think then it would be, it just wouldn't be approachable. But knowing like maybe you have like some little tidbit or insight. Like, oh, that's cool. That's a callback to this. That's great. Like the people on the internet are going to find that stuff out for us anyway. So we really don't yeah. have to do the work, but if it was just a show just to watch, I mean, then we wouldn't be talking about it. Then it wouldn't be, that is true. Then it wouldn't be, well, more, we right? would,
1: we would because, because, you know, fun explosion, blow up cool, not right? Cause there's a good formula for that though, right? too. But this is definitely one of those thinkers. Um, and that beekeeper at the end, little freaky, little freaky deaky. Um, so we'll see what happens, you know, calling out out of the sewers. That's not exactly something you normally see. I do have to say that the magic show was pretty hilarious. Um and, and you're right. But like, again, like but the, again, what do you what do you read from that and what do you take from that and and what is really going on, right? And so Right. But also like, hey, decent jokes.
0: Like these aren't just like phoned in, like, let's use old jokes from these. Like the magic show was funny. Like the guy that lost his grandmother's piano. Him just saying like that was my <laughs> grand, like it's it's it was funny and it was done well. I'm like I'm not sure that's how mirrors work, you know, stupid stuff like that where Wanda's trying to, you know, do her best to keep you know the ship going. Um, even right. even Paul Bittany's like, hey, I'm a drunk vision now. Was kind of like oh, okay, um, it was funny, it was whatever. Um, but yeah, like I'm. I, I would say if you are interested in avoiding spoilers, because I like haven't been watching anything or looking anything up, but I went online today and there's like tons of steals and stuff from the film for future episodes. So if you Go don't want to be spoiled sto- on stuff, like try to avoid it as much as you can. And hey, it'll be here in a couple of days and you'll get, we'll get episode three. And then after this, then we roll right into Captain America and Winter Soldier. And it's like this whole year, I think we're going to have stuff to talk about at the end of our show. And I think that's one thing that, I, that I'm that i excited about, that, hey, we'll talk about video games, we'll talk about the news for video games, but then I'm kind of excited to jump into the Marvel stuff that's going to be releasing so we can chat about that. Because so, um, there's a ton of it. Because there's a ton of it, and I think that's something that you and I both genuinely enjoy. Um, yep. We both love the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything that they've done there. So this will be something that's fun to talk about. So if you want to, you know, Stay up to date on video game news and Marvel TV show cinematic universe stuff like the Freelancer Codex is the place to be and maybe we'll figure out some branding around that. I don't know. Or we'll just (laughs) say the Freelancer Codex because it's easier and I don't have to make a bunch of changes to websites and um, social accounts. So. Um, right if you have your own theories you can send them over to freelancer at gmail.com or you can hit us up on twitter at freelancer codex and you can just like hey if you like the show tell a friend tell us or tell your cat and if you don't have a cat tell your dog so until next time everyone thank you for hanging out with us rusted everyone else in chat um everyone else online that has been lurking we really appreciate your support and we'll catch you later peace
1: Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to FreelancerCodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash FreelancerCodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all. See you later, chat.